All right, Mutiny Radio listener, thanks for joining us. It's a Friday. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest two hours of comedy here in San Francisco, where five lucky winners tonight get booked on a Mutiny Radio Presents show that'll either be at Asiento on Wednesdays at 7.30 or the bar at Dolores on 7 o'clock on first and third Thursdays or Saturday at 2 o'clock at Atlas Cafe or the last Sunday of the month at the bar at Dolores. And all of those shows, um, you get paid and you get food and drinks. So that's exciting and I'm glad that you're all here to vote. So we have, um, we have if you are not a comedian, meaning uh, that you have a soul, you get to vote for your five favorite comedians of the night. And even if you can't stay the whole time, that's fine. Just the comedians that you see, vote for the ones that you want. We'll say their names over and over and numbers and stuff. And you can vote in any way that you like. You can have stars or hearts or whatever. Just let me know your five favorite comics. And um, there's again, there's paper at the front and pencils. And uh, we have a couple more judges coming in. We actually have Michelle from Storied SF. And... Uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of people in the house, and I'm really excited. So if you're, if you're a comic, that's great, too. Uh, thanks for being here. There's enough chairs inside for everyone to be inside. If you wear a mask, you wear a mask. If you don't, you don't. I don't know. It's all up to you. Everybody feels safe or whatever you got to do to make yourself feel good. Uh, so, yay! We're also training tonight. So everybody training on the new show. Feel free. You're people, too. You get to vote. Vote for your favorite comics and all that stuff. We're going to give it a couple seconds just to get the rest of the... Judges inside and settled and all that good stuff. And then we've got a great comedy show for you coming up at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Get it started up, friends. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're a judge, there's paper, paper and pens at the front. Please get them. You can take notes. You can vote for your five favorite comics of the night. Uh, hey, again, I'm your host tonight. My name is Pam Benjamin. I don't think I had said that, but uh, I want to I want to get our 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 judges from outside. And Pat, come in. Pat, come in. Not, I mean, Pat's going to perform too, but Pat, come in. Tell him, tell him that we're going to start. We're going to start. We're going to start the judging. Come in. Come in and judge. They're not doing it yet. That's okay. I can't make them. Well, they'll figure it out when your first comedian starts making everybody in here laugh on stage. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pat Griffin. I just rushed over from the senior center. The seniors and the comics all walk around asking the same question. How much time do I have? 
that when they give me the light, I hope it's not at the end of the tunnel. I'm 79. And the way things are going, I'll be 85 by Christmas. My kids don't want me to drive. They strap me in the back seat, facing backwards. They call that reverse parenting. <laughs> they're, they're so strict. <laughs> Later tonight, my son will text me, Mom, it's after midnight. Where are you? Should I tell him I'm at mutiny, at a radio mutiny with skulls and things in the middle of San Francisco? No, no. Check with your sister. She has me on GPS. Well, I, I do understand. They, they don't want me to drive. I had an accident, okay? Well, Bambi killed my Volvo. That's what happened. <laughs> this deer flew out of the bushes, into my headlights, bam, onto my car. Why? I can only imagine she missed the safety committee meeting. Instead, she went to the stag party. That's where she met Buck. And Buck and Bambi decided to play chicken. You know what chickens do? They cross the road. <laughs> so Buck and Bambi are running and running and running and they're running and running and they get to the road and the buck stops here. Oh. Bambi passes the buck. Here comes my car. Bambi! And now my Volvo's in hospice. And th for those of you who don't know Swedish, Volvo is a Swedish word for expensive repairs. <laughs> and the blue book value of this car is less than the value of the blue book. I love that car. I, I took care of that car. Well, there was the time that I broke the dipstick. A dipstick is what you use to measure the oil. The car. It happened in the middle of Nevada. Nevada is this vast expanse that you have to cross to get to the world. <laughs> so I'm standing in the sagebrush with a handle, and the business end of it is still down in the hole. What to do? So I called the Volvo dealer, and this is what he said. Send me a dipstick pick. <laughs> they like that in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, but Pat, you still have a minute. You still have a minute. I didn't even honk you. So uh, just to let Pat know and everybody else, I honk you at three minutes like that, and it means you have a minute. So you only did three, so you still have a minute. Pat Griffin, everybody, with one more minute. Yay! Oh, well, okay. Well, you know, down at the, at the back at the uh, senior center, I, I'm taking Tai Chi. You know, and It is a martial art. So don't hesitate to ask after the show. I'd be happy to walk you to your car. <laughs> as long as the assailant assails in slow motion, I've got this. Now, you'll tell me if I have only 30 seconds now. Anyway, there are positions in Tai Chi. There is Mabu, Kung Bu, and Shibu. And if you fall down, it's a boo-boo. <laughs> But Mabu is the one that concerns me, because you spread your legs and you squat, and I worry. 
and there's a lady in front of me doing exactly the same thing. What if she farts? <gasps> what if? Now I don't remember the rest of that joke, actually. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Thank you. Hey, Pat Griffin, everyone. Keep your hands going. Pat Griffin, rad. Thank you so much for being here in, in some of your last moments. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Many, many more movies. No, that's great. You got to go home and sleep, I understand. Like, I would, I would want to sleep with my cats, too. If that, if I, that was, that was awesome. So, hey, everybody, if you're in the audience, get that paper at the front. Oh, stop it. Gifts? I love gifts. There's paper at the front and there's pens. If you're a real person with a soul, you get to vote for comedians. You can vote for Pat Griffin, who you just saw. Clap it up again for her. Yay. Yay. Or any of the other comedians that you see tonight. So the way it works is at three minutes, I honk you, which means that you have one minute left. And these might be comedians or there might be people with souls. If you are people with souls, there's paper to vote for people. All right. Our second comedian did not, um, something, um, he had a kind of a family emergency. So we're going to go to number three. Put your hands together. Is Dan Britton here? Dan, did you make it yet? And Dash hasn't made it. And Dan Lewis and Damian Monte. It's funny. But you know who I know who is here? Um, he just, we, we were playing magic together. Earlier? Is he still here? He's outside. No. There he is. Okay, it's hard. It's hard to see. There's a presence in front of me now, so I'm like, huh. We played magic because we're super dorks, and he won a game, and then I won a game, so it felt really good because um, we both won. Uh, okay, it was really, really fun, and I really love his jokes, and you're going to love him too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh C. Kotsky! Hello, San Francisco. Yeah, where the dogs are in strollers and the kids are on leashes. <sighs> Guys, it is, gas is getting crazy. Uh, it cost me like 60 bucks to drive over here. It's getting to the point where every time I see gas station prices, I just kind of hope that I've developed dyslexia. I'm like, 4.53? No, 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 it's my brain tricking me. It's got to be 3.54. Let me check across the street. 4.44? Shit. Numbers. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, protest Amazon on Sunday. They're a horrible corporation. They're ruining America, and someone has to stop them. I just need to get some stuff. You know, I, I need to get, like, a bullhorn, uh, some sunscreen, a cowbell. Yeah. Anyone know where I can get all that stuff in two days? <laughs> um, I got a buddy. He's really short, but he still gets laid all the time. The dude's four foot ten inches. Those are two measurements. <sighs> I hate myself. Okay. Um, I sent my first dick pic a few days ago. Yeah. To my doctor. I, w I wish I put more effort into the, though, you know, like, you know, put like a deck of cards there, you know, maybe wear a nice watch, throw a rose in there, you know? The thing already has a vase. Deference. Uh, <laughs> I just do these for you, Pam. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the picture was mostly just a horrible rash. I asked my doctor, like, is this something I need to be worried about? And she was like, probably, but I'm a dentist. Uh, God. <laughs> there we go. Um, I want to drink more Irish beer than anyone else, 
because I want the one true Guinness World Record. Hey, there it is. Um, I went to the Netherlands, and the bakeries there all smell delicious, which is insane because they all have Dutch ovens. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right. Uh, I've been spending most of my quarantine trying to contemplate the big questions in life, like, why are we here? Is there a God? In the song Low by T-Pain, is she wearing apple-bottom jeans, boots with the fur, or baggy sweatpants, Reeboks with the straps? I know we're only talking about one person here because T-Pain clearly says she hit the floor. The whole club was looking at her. If it was two people, he would have said they. Because if I know two things about rappers, they love proper grammar and monogamy. So, <laughs> we know that we're talking about one lady here. I have a couple of theories. Here's the first one. I know it's a little bit less likely, but here we go. In Hebrew, the word low means no. So, T-Pain is telling us that she was wearing apple bottom jeans, but was she wearing baggy sweatpants? Lo, 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 lo. Theory number two, which I think is more realistic because it explains more of the song. It explains why the whole club was looking at her, all right? I think she changed her outfit in the middle of a song, right? The whole club's around just going, everything was great at the club, and then some girl made the DJ stop for 45 minutes so she could change her outfit to better match the verse? Why did it take her so long? She just had to put on sweatpants and Velcro shoes. <sighs> but T-Pain was there, so that was kind of cool. All right, guys, thanks for your time. Yay, Josh Kotsky. All right, huzzah. If you're a real person and not a comedian, there's paper at the front. And you take a piece of paper and a pen, and you get to vote for your five favorite people of tonight. And again, you don't have to stay for the whole thing, but if you do, that's great. And you can vote in any way you want, but you're really important because five comedians tonight are all going to get uh, a booked show where they get paid and they get food and drink, and that's really exciting. And um, I also, it, you're helping me out because I book too many shows, and I'm just like... <laughs> Uh, you're, <laughs> I'm, it's like <laughs> high class problems are Pam. Your next comedian, he's super high class. He's a lawyer. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how he comes here. I'm surprised he's not wearing his mask right now. To just get, stay away from the dust in the building. Put your hands together for Dash Renault. <laughs> you guys remember uh, Joe Biden? <laughs> Joe Biden. Some of you look old enough to maybe pick up on the reference. He, he was one of the hopefuls for the office. Uh, am I on? Some, you guys can hear me on the internet, I guess. They can hear me. Back when he was running for office, Joe Biden got in front of the Asian and Latino coalition and told them that poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And what gets me about that is I'm pretty sure that Biden hadn't conducted any type of study or done any research before just coming forward with this assertion. And the Republicans are always accusing that there's some bias in media. I think they're right. This was two years ago, and still Snopes has not gone after this. If Trump had said something as outrageous as poor kids being as bright and talented as white kids, Snopes would have been all over that the next day, right? Um, and it makes it seem like I'm wasting a ton of money on my child's education if he's gonna grow up to be no more talented than a poor kid. Right? That doesn't make sense. 
I mean, say what you want about Trump. You will never hear him suggesting that poor kids are as bright and talented as white kids. You know where he stands on that one. Um, it's great that the pandemic is over, because now we can travel again, which is great. Airports are heaven on earth if you have a foot fetish. Because if you see a beautiful woman, the first thought in your head is, I want to know what she looks like with her shoes off. So I'm going to stand in that line. But dad, we're flying out of the international terminal. It's OK, son. No, dad, we're just going to have to go right back through security. I, I said it's OK. Um, any fans of the online dating scene? Anyone on the online dating apps a little bit? No? Not everyone's a fan. I'm a big fan of Tinder. I uh, found my wife on Tinder. That's how I got custody. Uh, no, but really, I really did find the love of my life on Tinder just recently. But I did the smart thing. She was way out of my league. I didn't waste a super like on that. Instead, what I've done is I've kept the Tinder app open, and I've been driving around the city using the distance indicator to triangulate her location. It, it's, it's going great. I've narrowed it down to like a three-block radius. I know she's somewhere in Russian Hill, and I know she owns a dog because she's got like dog photos and like three of her photos. So I've signed up for WAG, and I've just been walking dogs around this hill up and day, day and night. And I got to say, she could clearly do a better job of taking care of the pup because she has not been out there at all. But that's okay. That can be what I bring to the relationship, you know. Uh, no, but we really did finally cross paths on Bumble recently. And Bumble's a really interesting platform because the ladies have to reach out to the guys first. Guys can't make first contact on Bumble, right? And it's evident that women haven't grown up learning all of like the typical pickup lines that guys learn. It's always the same thing. Hey, hi, is that your kid? It's like, do you know how freaked out you would be if I walked up to you at the supermarket and said, hey, is that your kid? You would call the police. I've, that's happened to me. Um, but no, this lady was different. She said, hey, who's your favorite author? I'm like, wow, this, she looks like a supermodel. She wants to know who my favorite author is. Didn't end there. She wanted to know where I went to high school. She wanted to know my shoe size. I didn't follow her for that one. I sent a dick pic instead. I, I know what you're thinking. But uh, then she said, what's your father's middle name? And that's where I knew I screwed up. Clearly, I shouldn't have sent the dick pic. She was a robot, folks. She was, she was, it, was a, it was a hijinks. I feel like I shouldn't end on that note. All right, well, you guys have been a wonderful audience. My name is Dashiell Renault. Thank you so much. Dashiell Renault. Is the theme tonight dick pics? Because we've had like every single dick pics, dick pics. So if you're, um, again, that was that was Dash Renault, number three. And so if you're a real person, if you're um, not a comedian, there's paper at the front and there's pencils. And at the end of the tonight, you're just going to turn in your five favorite comics in whatever way that means. You can you can even say their, one of their jokes or their name or their number. There's all kinds of ways to convey your like for them. Also, just clap wildly like you're going to do for your next comedian right now. It's Dan Lewis. How's it going, guys? All right. Listen, uh, call me old-fashioned, and uh, I'm not much of a porn guy, but I checked back in recently, and I got to tell you, it's just nice to see step families getting along for once, you know? It's like every video. My stepmom tried to talk to me like that, fuck me harder. I'd be like, you're not my real mom. 
Polish jokes fair game? Do you guys think they're fair game? Yeah. No, I think it's odd, though. I, it, it seems weird that it's okay to call an entire nationality dumb. I mean, come on. Some of them are Jews. Right. I remember when movies used to be uh, based on a true story. Remember that? Now, it seems like every trailer, if you check, goes inspired by true events. I feel like they're trying to cash in on the based on a true story, but they're making a bunch of shit up, you know? It doesn't work on me. They're inspired by true events. Look, everything is inspired by true events in some way. I once read that Godzilla was inspired by the atomic bombings in Japan, destroying a city like that. But if, like, at the end of a Godzilla trailer, it said inspired by true events, you'd be like, what the fuck? I didn't see that on the news. You guys for defunding the police? You guys defunding the police? Yeah. I mean, either way, I think it's a dumb uh, slogan for a movement like that. You know, you shouldn't ask for something more than what you're actually asking for. Republicans figured this out a long time ago. They do the opposite. That's how you do it. They could have a thing for, like, stripping veterans of medical benefits and locking up every Planned Parenthood, and they'd call it Patriots for Freedom. I said I'm old-fashioned, you guys. I don't know. I, uh, I, look, I, I try to do the right thing. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And, you know, I, maybe it's me, maybe it's my age, but, like, too many rules at once can kind of be a little confusing. I'll give you an example. The other day I went to this uh, bagel shop, and there was a menu right there. Right next to the menu, big sign said, no racism, no homophobia, no transphobia. Please use they, them pronouns. And I was like, all right. That, each one of those is easy, but it's a lot of rules all at once. I'm walking to the counter going, use they, them pronouns, use they, them pronouns, they, them. Person goes, uh, can I help you? And I go, yeah, can you have them make me a bagel? Can, can you ask them to make me a bagel, please? And uh, please put cream cheese on her, on, on them. Uh, please put cream cheese on that bagel. And uh, give me a coffee. Uh, let's say no cream, no sugar. I go, you mean black? I'm like, shh. <laughs> like, what kind of bagel you want? I'm like, I don't know, just a normal, plain, regular bagel. Not that the other bagels aren't normal. Those are normal, too. You take a plain bagel and dress it up with seeds, sesame seeds, poppy seeds. Well, however it dresses is fine with me. In fact, I'll do one better. Give me a sesame seed bagel that used to be a poppy seed bagel. That's better, right? Because I'm good with all the different combinations. I'm good with everything. You know, I'm good with anything and everything. Everything. I'll take an everything bagel, please. The more the merrier. Good with everything. Good with all the combinations. Plain, regular, normal, everything bagel with cream cheese on her, on that. And, of course, the medium coffee, no cream, no sugar. Black, please, and uh, thank you. I mean, thank thou, thank thine. Can you have them thank you for me? I should leave. Thank you. Yeah. And I was really excited. I'll leave you with this one. I was really excited when I got my first real job that offered full medical benefits. I was excited until they said, plus dental and vision. I'm like, what do you mean full plus? Like, what else am I not getting that you're not including in the plus? Like, yeah, we'll give you, we'll cover your whole body, just not your mouth or your eyes. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to find out the hard way. I don't want to go like into the hospital after one, another one of my embarrassing sex accidents and be like, hey, we don't cover rectal, uh, and that's not your real mom's fist, okay? Thanks, you guys. My name's Dan Lewis. Appreciate it. Hey, Dan Lewis, number four. An applause break, that was lovely.
Ending on it, was that a stepmom's fist in your ass? Is that what you ended on like a professional? That was beautiful. That was an oblique, that was an oblique hit to the pooper. Uh, hey, it's a Dan Rock block. Is the other Dan here, Dan Britton? It's a, he's a guy, I, he's, I haven't seen him in comedy in like years, so I don't know, he's not, he's not here. But you know who is, he just came out of the potty. He's, uh, he's got a top knot. He has a, he actually started a new company. It's called OSS One Shot Studio. If you are looking for headshots, he's the man. And, or live, he does amazing pictures of like live events. And um, he's taken some really pretty pictures of me. So book him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Damien Montez. Yay! How are you guys doing? You guys ready to have some fun? Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I didn't do anything during this pandemic. I just took a DNA test. And it turns out I'm 100% that bitch. I'm just kidding. I did take a DNA test. Turns out I'm 38% homosexual. Thanks a lot, Dad. All right. Let's get it going, guys. Woo! How you guys feeling? You guys feeling good? Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, let me address the mask real quick. This is not a political stance. This is just a personal choice. Uh, I got braces and herpes the other day. So it's just a really good way of covering it all up. Sir, you didn't laugh at that. It's OK. I didn't get any braces. Nah, the reason I really wear this mask is because my eyes are prettier than my whole face. Anybody else? You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, normally I'm a six. In the gay community, I'm a seven. And now I'm a mask nine. So it's good to be here, guys. You guys want me to take it off? Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Here we go. Boom. I told you I was a six. Cool. Hi, guys. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm Mexican. Surprise. Right? You guys weren't expecting that. One time I told a lady that I was Mexican, she's like, mm, with that haircut, you look a little lesbian. So I don't know what you got going on there. I am Mexican. I'm very proud of being Mexican. What else? I'm also married. I'm married. Any cool. Give it up for me. I'm still happy. That's why I say give it up for me. Anybody in a relationship here? Uh, anybody here five years plus? Cool, so we're just uh, fucking around here. That's cool. I've only been married for three years. Yeah, no one really gives a shit when you tell people you've been married for three years. But you tell people you've been married for 15 years, whole different compliments. Like, oh, you've been married 15 years? That's beautiful. That's so inspirational. I hope you guys keep going. You tell people you've been married for three years, and they're just like, aww, good luck. Good luck. Good luck with what? The divorce. That's what people are always worried. They're always bringing that up to me because I'm young and I'm married too. That's not a good mixture. I'm on young, I'm married. Telling people you're young and married is like watching your friend buy gas station sushi. They're just like, we don't know how this is going to turn out for you. <laughs> but I love being young. I love being married. Uh, but people always are afraid to bring up the obvious question in the room. They always come up to me, Damien, are you sure she's the one? What if she takes half your stuff? Have you considered the divorce? And I'm always just like, why are we whispering? <laughs> no, I'm not afraid of a divorce. Didn't you just hear what I said? I'm young. I don't have any stuff. <laughs> what is she going to take? Half of nothing is still nothing, OK? Not afraid of a divorce. My wife hates that joke. Um, she really hates that joke because it's true. It represents me, and I am broke. 
right? Uh, but before I was married, I was single. I didn't like that life. Because when you're single and you're six, um, you go to a lot of places with raves and, or you go to a lot of places like raves or bars, places with women and substances. And uh, you don't meet a lot of smart women at these places, actually. It's a lot of drunk whores, really. And it's not fun, because they ask you a lot of dumb questions. The reason I got married is because this woman asked me this really dumb question. She was like drunk, breathing heavy, couldn't even stand still. She was like, Damien, if I take you home tonight, what drugs do you, uh, what drugs do you want me to be on while I'm having sex with you? I was like, birth control would be great. <laughs> Thank you guys, I'm Damien Montes. Montez, number five. Number five, Damian Montez, bringing it to you, Mexican, but doesn't look it. Voting for people right now. Your next comedian, uh, what a joy and wonderment he is. He's just a lovely, tall drink of water. He's just such a young man. He shows up every Monday to Joke Workshop, and he actually won last week, so he's booked on the show tomorrow at Atlas Cafe that you can see at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They have really good sandwiches, by the way. Uh, the turkey bacon avocado is super good. But you can see Ian tomorrow at that show, and you can see him right now. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Why'd you have to tell him I won last week? Now I got expectations. It's okay, I'm not that good. How about that? We'll start there. I'm kidding. Is this on? Yeah, okay, cool. Hey, um, so let's see, what's been going on? Oh, I, I saw a robot on the street the other day. Mm, see, that should garner a bigger reaction. Don't you think that's a little strange right at a time in our society where I say I walked past a robot on the street and not everyone's freaking out? <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, I saw, I saw a robot on the street. Um, and it was like, it had audacity. It was walking with confidence, too. It was rolling, it was huge, almost my size. It was coming past me, and it was like, honestly, I don't know if I'm gonna get canceled for this in 20 years when robots are people, but Robots are second-class citizens. Get onto the street, you know? Like, get your own bike lane or something. I don't want to be walking past you, right? Yeah, fuck robots. That's, i got to turn off my phone, make sure she's not listening. Um, but it's like, oh, my God, robot. Um, and, I, and I was like, what is going on? What is this thing? So I went home, and I looked up what it was. I swear to God, this is what it's for. It's for deterring homeless people. Isn't that the most fucked up thing? It deters homeless people, I swear to God. I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it is funny. Um, deters homeless people. Like, that's so San Francisco 2021. Like, this is what the techies came all over the world to come to San Francisco, and they made robots to deter homeless people. That's so fucked up. I, I, looked at, I look at it from two perspectives. I look at it optimistically first. I'm like, you know, maybe it deters homelessness as a whole. Maybe it goes up to homeless people and it's like, here is a clean wardrobe, <laughs> jobs hiring in the area, and a resume template. Good luck. No, that's definitely not what it's fucking doing. You know, it's like rolling through the tenderloin, blaring classical music and just hosing down all the homeless people like, get out of here, get out of here, you are a virus. Don't get mad at me, okay? I know you're a little hesitant. I didn't make them. I just looked it up and now I'm talking about it. I didn't... <laughs> But yeah, man. 
Let's just blame the techies. This is what they do. This is what they came here to do. They came to ruin all of our lives. It's the, it's the origin of like the worst post-apocalyptic movie in the world is like, first they started with the homeless. Little did we know we were next. <laughs> um, man, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And then it's like, this is a new joke, sorry. Um, then the homeless, and, and then like the robots are like, we went through our data and we realized our programming only allows us to kill homeless, so we must destroy all homes, therefore all humans must be destroyed. That's, that's how the movie goes. <laughs> I totally just went all around for that joke. Uh, all right, I'll leave you on this one. So uh, I, I like watching, I like watching like, kids' movies as an adult. You know, They're very enjoyable. There's a lot of kids' movies that are fun to watch. Um, but it's cool you catch stuff as an adult that's like, you know, like sexual and it's, and you're like, oh, that's funny, that's cool, that's a little thing for the adult, but then you watch like old Disney movies and it's the same thing but just racism. <laughs> it's like stuff that makes you, you know, you do the old squint the eyes, tilt the head when you see shit like this. I was watching Dumbo and they got these like evil crows and like the main crow's name is Jim Crow. And it's just like, um... Little unnecessary and a little on the nose. I don't think we needed that, really. Like, why did they? They were just like, what if we named him Jim? Great idea. Let's do it. That's the fucking best thing. And then this other movie, Aristocats. You know that movie, Aristocats? Yeah. It's about it's about these these like affluent cats in Paris, and they get separated from their owners, and they have to you know go through the streets led by these like street cats, and these street cats take them to their home, where it's like a shed with with like a bunch of uh, instruments. And they sing this upbeat jazz song, this fun, lively jazz song about being a cat. Now, you know, everyone's dancing, everyone's singing. And then it just, I swear to God, it pans over to the piano and a Siamese cat pops out. He pulls out chopsticks. He starts playing and he goes, Shanghai, Hong Kong, egg foo young. Fortune cookie always wrong. It's not even clever. It's just like... <laughs> It's just like, did we meet the uh, Asian racism quota for this movie? Yep, we did? Okay, good. Put it out. All right, that's all I had. Thank you very much. Ian Langlands, yay! I love that song. Everybody wants to be a cat because a cat's the only cat that knows where it's at. Nobody liked Aristocats. I'm the only one. Cool. The little kids, all the little kittens were named after uh, different famous composers. Uh, anyway, okay, cool. No one else likes racist Disney. Just me. Yay! Yay! Your next comedian, it is Gay Pride Month, and he is wearing flamingos, and he is having the best month ever. It's COVID gone times. You're going to love him right now. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson! Hey, everybody. I don't need this shit. What's up? How you doing? Hello, children of Earth. My name is Brady Pearson. Um, in case you haven't noticed it, I might be a little queer, a little gay. Fl flamingos, for those of you who don't know, are another symbol of homosexuality, just besides my face. But um, yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, like, you know, we've all been trapped up in Covidia, up in quarantine, and boy, the queens are thirsty now. They are thirsty. I mean, I realized, I didn't realize, like, how far people will go for D. I mean, I was there last night, and people were, like, going to the end of the earth, scrambling over rocks, uh, racing through the waves just to get some D. And you know what? The story of success there, man. There's a lot of success going on on that beach yesterday. It was a beautiful sight. I 
made me very happy. And you know, as I think about this fantastic Pride season, I've been getting ready for it. I've been doing some of these new new exercises, you know, to try to get buffer because you know we all have to be really super cute, right? I mean, I know I know I'm already super cute, but even cuter, right? Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the super squat. We've been working on the super squat where you just kind of like want to make sure that you just angle it down, kind of like this, you know. And you just gotta kind of get, oh yeah, yeah, like that. You kind of bounce. We're getting ready, right? It's gonna be real. Mm-hmm. It's real good. You know, and then I'm going to do the other one that I like to do very much so is the full extension, you know, like where you just go, you know, talk through it, you know, because it's very exciting because you got to put something out there, ladies and gentlemen, right? I mean, I, tr I try, I try, but, you know, some things aren't as great as they used to be. And, you know, I'm getting very excited because, you know, I'm looking forward to Folsom. Yes. And I've already figured out my costumes. Okay. Very excited. Um, we're gonna go as I, we're gonna go as my version of Little Orphan Annie. That's gonna be called Little Orphan Fanny. Okay, and I'll be of course Fanny. You know, I'll have some kind of beautiful red wig on, some kind of cute little jo a little uh, oh a little speedo, a little red speedo, and then I'll have my little puppy with me. His name is Sandy, of course, right? Little ginger puppy. I'll be hanging out with Daddy Warbucks. And y'all know who Punjab is? Remember him? He's the um, Indian guy, but we don't know if he's a slave, a daddy, or a gimp. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the gimp camp, actually, I think. That would probably be his best use. And so <laughs> I thought I would write a little song for y'all. Do you want me to sing it for you right now? Yeah. Thank you. And it goes a little something like this. Um, <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin and grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be out there in this pride and getting as much you know, D as I can, getting it all over the place. Because you know, when we were in COVID, we didn't have enough of it. You know, now I'm just going out and getting it everywhere I can. On my face all the time. You know, just putting it in my body. We're talking about the vitamin. Did, what did you think we were talking about? God, you're all a nasty audience. Okay, but I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. What is anybody doing for pride? What are you doing for pride? Working, okay, that's that's thrilling. Anybody actually priding, pridding? Oh, so I'm the only cocksucker in there? Well, I'm not the only cocksucker, but I'm the only. Oh, you're sucking cock too? Great, okay, I'll catch you up later, all right? Thanks, man. My name is Brady Pearson, vote for me. Thank you, have a great night. Brady Pearson, lucky number seven. All right, uh, just to remind you of the comedians you've seen thus far. Um, Pat Griffin was the 79-year-old lady at the top. Josh Kotsky is my magic. She's so, isn't she funny? Uh, Josh Kotsky is my um, magic friend who does puns. Dash Renault uh, was number three. Dan Lewis was number four. He got an applause break. Damian Montes was the guy who was like, I'm Mexican, but I'm not Mexican. Ian Langland's number six was super tall. Uh, Brady just sang a super gay song. And now we're at number eight. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Max Mig. Yay! 
It's up to you, whatever you feel comfortable with. Fuck it. All right. Uh, first off, I got to start by addressing the bread, and I got to address the bread by addressing how I'm dressed. I know how I'm dressed. I know it looks like I'm on my way to a boat party, and I can't have that. So here's some bread for y'all. I stole it from homeless youth, and now it's yours. All right, cool. I'm going to pass the bread around real quick. I love your Birkenstocks. I have the same pair, but in navy blue. My goal is always to be matching with you, Pam. It's all I want in life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wearing satanic jackets. I think that'll fit my style. Yeah. This isn't for any of you. It's just for Pam. Pam is my way in. No. Uh, I just got back from New York. And, and it's a bit weird, because people keep, people keep asking me, like, oh, how was your trip? And I don't really know how to answer that, because the reason I went is that my grandmother's dying. So I'm not sure how to s respond to that, because... In all honesty, I had a great time. Like, I had the time of my life. I have not been this happy in three years. I'm living. Um, I got to see my family. I got to see friends. I literally spent a week being fed babka by old Jewish grandmothers, the people who raised my father when my grandmother wasn't, because most of the time she wasn't. Um, and I just, I just was basically being told how smart and handsome I was for a straight week by a bunch of older women. It was all anyone could ever ask for, really, truly. There was one big downside to my trip, though, which is that because I was staying mostly with friends and family on, like, couches, I couldn't masturbate the entire time, which wouldn't have been a problem, but now, given how happy I am, I have to reflect and be like, you know, maybe the alt-right is right. Maybe the issue in my life is that I'm touching myself too much. And the Nazis being right is just a hard blow, especially in the context of I went to visit my dying Jewish grandmother. I just feel, feel guilty. It's good. It's tampering down the ego that I built. I know. The, the, the thing that New York really did show me, though, is that there is no difference between a chihuahua and a rat, except for one. Rats are more sociable. I would, I would rather be surrounded by rats any day of the week. Fuck chihuahuas. They are, I would call them God's abomination, but that's on us. That's our fault. That's our selective breeding. While we're at it, fuck pugs and fuck uh, French bulldogs, too. They're all abominations. Say what you will about Hitler, but he didn't believe in animal cruelty. I think that if you have a pug, you're a bad person. And I'm dressed like this. And I'm saying that strongly. If you have a pug, you're a bad person. It is a mistake. Don't do that. Don't do that to the animal. Just They can't survive on their own. Let them die out. Please. Please. I'm not into like Darwinism or social Darwinism or really any of that stuff. I think we can do better. But really, in this case, let evolution take its course. Let them just die out. If any of you have a pug, you should do the kind thing. Anyone else pay attention to the news? I don't know if y'all have seen this, but the Supreme Court just defended child slavery because as long as it happens outside the country, it's okay. Which honestly fits with their general motif recently of not respecting bodily autonomy unless it's your finger on a trigger, then it's okay, so long as you don't point it at a fetus. <laughs> I'm killing Pam here, and that's, that's okay. <laughs> All right, how about some more, uh, some more politics jokes? They ended the use of force authorization for Iraq. Woo, none of you are happy about that, which is weird, given that it's like been the Bay Area's thing for 20 years to complain about that. I don't know. I think it's a bit of a shame, though, because it means the only people who can profit off of 9-11 now are comedians. 
Nah, that's a joke. Military industrial complex is still going strong. All right. You've been great. The Iraq war is still going on, and it's never going to stop, no matter what they say. And there will never be peace in the Middle East, because we can't seem to leave people alone and get the fuck out of our way, and everyone's way, and just be, you know, chill people. All right, have a great day, everyone. Yay! Yay! Just be chill people, everyone. Max Mig with a, a really a scintillating TED Talk. I was thinking about... Because of his set, I was like, oh my God, I should do a show where it's just literally like people being super political, but funny at the same time, but also like, that was very edgy and he blew my mind a little bit. All right. And also his belt matched his shoes and I'm very fucking impressed with that. He's got some steez, that young man. Okay. So uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Britton isn't here yet. Still just checking because that, and, um, there's another new person that I don't know named Tyler Mbro. Taylor Mbro? Who is Taylor Mbro? Because I was like, your last name's Mbro, which means you're probably not a real person. But you gave me two bucks, so that's great. But you know who is here? He runs Tuesdays at Milk Bar. It's the Master Debater Show. You should see it. It's sold out every week and totally incredible. And all these comedians do it, and he's great. Clap your hands right now for number nine, Connor Marshall. I'm Vax. What's up? Yo, I'm going to start jokes already, okay? I was walking down Mission the other day, saw four guys hanging up a missing person poster. I got closer, I heard one of the guys say, yeah, whenever we find this motherfucker, I'm going to kill his ass. That's who hangs up missing person posters? I thought it was like the police or something. I looked at the reward, it said $27 to kill a guy. Really? Made me think about those kids on milk cartons, you know. <laughs> like, are they really missing, or does someone just want to beat the fuck out of them? You guys are, like, too soon. I said milk cartons. That's, like, the 90s. Those kids are dead or grown-ups now. I walk around San Francisco. Uh, there's three kind of people I don't talk to when I walk around San Francisco anymore. First guy is the dude with the backpack under the jacket. You guys ever seen this turtle person? It's not a turtle guy. I've seen the movies. It's not in them. Second person is a person that gave themselves their name on mushrooms. I'm not calling you Wolf, Mike, from Santa Cruz. All right? Your dad's name Rick. We went golfing. Like, I went to your bar mitzvah, buddy. I'm not calling you Wolf now, okay? You didn't become a wolf, you know? Third person is the guy with the puppet. Has anyone seen a person with a puppet on Hate Street? No, not anymore. I was there the day he left. He was being an asshole with a puppet, which is crazy. What the fuck? He, was hit, he hit a kid with a puppet. And someone called the cops and was like, hey, there's a guy with a puppet who's being a dick. And the cops were like, oh, shit. And they showed the fuck up. And I was standing there, and I watched the cops get out of the car. And then I watched the cops talk to the guy with the puppet. And then I watched the guy with the puppet talk to the cops with the puppet. And then I watched the cops not know if they should talk to the guy or the puppet. And I'm standing there like, what the fuck? You gonna arrest the puppet? You got a Muppet squad coming in? You got felt handcuffs? What are you doing? Just moved to San Francisco six years ago. Thank you, guys. 
uh, finally getting comfortable. Try to be progressive. Got myself a boyfriend. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's a girl, I just like to call her my boyfriend. She thinks that's funny, I think it's funny to fart on her. She does not think that's funny, and I think that's funny, so we're both laughing. I'm kidding, we broke up, she was a monster. We were in an open relationship. If you guys know what that is, that means I was open to finding a better relationship. <laughs> yeah, and I did with myself. 27 years, you guys, going strong. Hell yeah. This week was crazy as fuck. I uh, actually had a pregnancy scare this week. Yeah, there was a pregnant lady hiding in my closet. Jumped out dressed like a ghost. Still shitting my pants. This week I told the woman I wanted her to have my children, you guys. Yeah. My children were not happy about it. <laughs> They're like, we don't know this bitch. We can't just give us away. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm having a gender reveal party this week. Yeah, I'm not having a baby. I just want to show my friends my penis. So... Right on. There's the audience. Okay, all right. You guys aren't judges for a second. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I uh, dated a vegan girl for a second. She had an impossible pussy. Um, it tasted like other pussy, but an hour later, I was hungry for more. You know what I'm saying? Just wasn't filling. You know what I mean? No, I'm kidding. I do have a girlfriend. My girlfriend is a bitch, you guys. Ah. I'm kidding. I shouldn't say that word. She hates when I use that word. My wife is a bitch, you guys. I'm kidding, I don't have a wife. My bitch does love that joke. All right. My name's Connor Marshall, you guys. You're a, a, a people. Bye. Connor Marshall, everyone. Number nine, Connor Marshall. Remember, you're going to vote for your 10 favorite comedians. We're like super out of order because like people didn't show and showed. I don't know where Dan Breton is. And Hi, Hunter. Tell Aaron, Aaron's ready to go, though, right? Aaron Sampson, he's ready to go up. Is he? Of course he's ready. Oh, sure. <laughs> Tell Sam he's up after him. Tell Sam, yell at Sam. Say Sam's up next. I, I got him, I got him, I got him. Yeah, okay, but right now, as Farrick said, he's won the contest before too. He won and he was on last Saturday at Atlas and he murdered it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Aaron Sampson. I can't wait to touch you. Hey, everybody. So I was a child actor growing up. I know you wouldn't believe it. Looking at my large, crooked nose, this guy's like, no way. It's true. I actually was a cute kid. Uh, it's like my face stopped growing, but my nose was like, he's a Jew. Keep growing. Keep growing. Yeah. So before my nose spurt, I played Rita Wilson's son on the 80s TV show Midnight Caller. Does anybody know who Rita Wilson is married to? That's right. You win, you win the prize, Tom Hanks. And since I'm a part of Rita's family, I should also be a part of Tom's will. Show me the money, share the box of chocolates, Dad. Hanks a lot for that, Hanks for nothing, really. Uh, so I did a lot of weird acting jobs growing up, like a lot of weird, like I was Adrian Brody's stand-in, I did stand-in jobs, corporate jobs, hand, Modeling jobs, believe it or not, these hairy Jew knuckles got me paid. <laughs> a lot of people were like, oh, Aaron, Aaron, you got to treat acting like it's a game. It's just a game. You got to be willing to play the game. If acting was a game, I'd throw my headshot on the table and yell, Uno, biatch. 
I turn to the competition and say, checkmate, foo! Some casting director says, what's wrong with his nose? I say, dominoes! That's how I handle that. Okay. Yeah, a little play on words there. Oh, so I quit acting in my 30s. I got married. I've been married 14 years. And I have the best wife in the world. But she is a psychotherapist. She's always using her psychotherapy terms on me. Like the other day I was driving in the car and someone cut right in front of me. And I got all pissed off, right? And she said, let's explore what's behind this. And I'm like, I'm behind this asshole. That's what's going on, honey. And she said, another psychology term, you have the freedom to choose how you react. So I chose to ram that fucker off the road. Yes. Thank you, honey, for the advice. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> she says I sometimes violently communicate. Has anybody heard this term before? You violently communicate? You know, I'm not physical with my wife, but I did get upset the other day because she ordered a pizza online and she didn't use one of those promo codes. You know those codes you enter saves you 50%? I said, honey, you gotta use one of those codes. She said, eh. So I became like a German cyber hacker. Like, you must find the code, find the code. <laughs> a little loud, I guess I was a little bit violent there. <laughs> Apologize to the fella in front. Oh, we talk about our love languages. Who knows what love languages are? How woke is this crowd? One person, good too, got a couple head nods. She gives me acts of service and I give her lack of service. No, can promo codes count as the new love language? I'm hoping they can, please. Oh. As you guys can tell, I'm not a perfect husband as great as my wife is, I'm not. I space out a lot, I don't clean up. When I pee, I sometimes miss my wife's mouth. I'm kidding, it's a joke. I don't miss, I don't miss. I'm good to go, don't worry about that. Oh. I hate buying gifts. I'm the, I'm the worst gift giver in the world. I really am. A lot of men can say this, but I'm terrible at it. I bought my wife a top the other day, and she was disappointed that I bought her a large. And I say, don't worry, honey. I'll return it and get you a medium. And she says, that's not the point. You thought I was a large. I said, you have the freedom to choose. <laughs> so my birthday, she bought me extra small. Condoms, they fit really good. I really, really like them. They work for me, I don't know, good. People do seem to like my small dick jokes more than my large wife jokes. So I just wanna set the record straight right now. My wife has a really small dick, like <laughs> tiny. <laughs> Thank you so much, appreciate your time. Aaron Sampson, everyone. Number 10, Aaron Sampson. It's true, um, clits are tiny dicks. I know, let's start all celebrating our tiny cocks. Yay. Hey, thanks for being here. Don't leave, you gotta vote. You didn't vote. You're real people, you have souls. Don't leave without voting. You gotta vote. They don't wanna vote? They hated everyone. No, it can't be that way. Oh good, they'll vote. Okay, good, they have to. 
Sorry, they don't. I mean, everybody can do whatever they want. It's like masks on, masks off, put the bags on. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with the world. Everything's falling apart. Can I give my review right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Here, here. Do you want to do you want to tell people in real life or do you just want to turn it into me? Go on stage. Yeah, I can go on stage. Um, one of our judges, Liam, he's going to do a show. He's gonna give his review before we're gonna so it's like we're like at halftime. Okay. Your judge Ian. Liam. Liam, sorry. Hello. Hi, yay! Hi, hi guys. Uh, I'm Liam. I'm Liam Sky. A little bit of a judge here. Kind of a better comedian than I've seen up here, but there's been some good ones, some bad ones, and I just want to give my little bit of a review before I get out of here. So, firstly, Pat Griffin. I don't know where that lovely lady went, but she was my favorite. Uh, yeah. The senior center is, you know, right by my house. The Tai Chi jokes are amazing. And, um... Yeah, the reverse parenting, all the car jokes. You know, she was fantastic. Anyway, Josh Sigatsky? Sigatsky? I'm sorry about your name, buddy. Uh, but the dogs and strollers and the kids on leashes, love that. The uh, <laughs> four foot tall, 10 inches being different measurements, amazing. And the Dutch oven, Danish bakery, fantastic. Uh, Dasher, the reindeer. Hornell, uh, <laughs> the wife on Tinder, finding your wife on Tinder and getting kids custody that way, fantastic. And uh, I, th I think you should change uh, your WAG to Rover. It's just a more well-known app. So if you're trying to do like, you know, broad audience, change the WAG to Rover and it'll hit harder uh, for the dog punchline. <laughs> There. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the dick pic theme established with him, so fantastic. And uh, Dan Lewis, uh, you were okay? The Godzilla? <laughs> uh, Godzilla, you know, inspiring. Anyway, anyway. Um, the no cream and sugar black coffee, fantastic. Um, embarrassing sex acts, hospital call. I don't know what I was writing there. Anyway, good job, Dan. Um, Damien Monte, uh, the uh, braces and herpes but not having uh, braces covered by the mask, awesome. Um, I liked your comparison to being like Mexican lesbian, freaking, you know, identity, great joke. And uh, uh, I like the joke about, you know, getting married early and uh, comparing that to gas station sushi, that was awesome. And um, Ian? Langlands? Sorry. Um, yeah, 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 Ian. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I, I liked your stuff about robots on the street deterring homeless people, it was great. And, like, you know, everyone's, like, you know, kind of used to it. Like, we're just, like, waiting for those, like, pizza delivery robots. You got. You, you need more time, man. You got you got a lot of exactly, exactly. This is like a very small slice. This is like a little, uh, uh, what, what what do you call that? Like fine cut, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you just need more time to like you know develop that. I bet you have. If you had a lot of minutes, you could really do that. Um, blaming the what? Origin of the worst movie? I don't know. I, I liked your you know Asian racist jokes about Aristocats. That's great. Uh, yes? 
Stop. Stop messing with him, Sam. That's I'm not just saying, Ian. There's, there's a rule. Ian's Ian, a facsimile. Ian's a facsimile. Move Every on to Brady. Every comedian has a very few set of rules. Very few. And we don't follow any of them. But there are a few. And one is that racism is okay if you only make fun of your race. If you make fun of your own race, that's the rule. Anyway. Uh, Grady. Grady Pearson? Uh, Covidia. Fantastic. Uh, strong. Oh, wait, wait. Story of suck. Sess. Fantastic. And then, um, Super Squat. What? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, uh great stage presence. Grady. Uh, the fulsome costumes and, uh, uh, little Orphan Annie stuff. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> only a gay away. So derivative. Fucking lame. Lame ending, but good, you know, <laughs> strong, strong start. Uh, Max Mig? Max Me? Max Mig? Um, New York, great, grandma dying, no difference between um, chihuahuas and rats. You sucked. Uh, Connor Marshall? Uh, the puppet on Mission Street was relatable. You know, I'm, I'm from around here, I live on Mission, and yeah. Um, open relationship, <laughs> but it's better with yourself. It's very funny. Uh, and then the girlfriend, wife, bitch thing. Yeah. You know, you're you're one notch above Max. Uh, Aaron Samson, uh, child actor. Rita Wilson. Oh, sorry. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, Rita Wilson. Who is she? Uh, uh, son on Midnight Caller. I've never seen the show. You know, a little bit of a zinger for me. So, you know, I didn't get it, but I bet people got it. I don't know. Uh, hand modeling. You gotta do a Zoolander reference to that. And then, uh, play the game. New Hampshire, 14 years. It's cool that you, like, kept running with, like, the married, um, that's going on here, psychotherapist, uh, extra small, extra small condom spit, uh, find the coupon discount code. Hey, you're good. You're really good. You're like midway. I would love to tell you a joke before I leave. One of mine. <laughs> it's, it's a real, it's like a one-liner. So it's, um, you know, been a pretty interesting political year. Uh, especially, you know, been interesting year all over. Like we've had a lot of deaths, and not all good people died. You know, we lost Rush Limbaugh, and uh, it is so interesting that this guy was adamantly against all gender restrooms because I hear that his grave plot is going to be one. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Bye. That was one of your judges, Liam. Thank you for being here, Liam. And you're gonna he's gonna go off and do other things this night. Well, I have your votes recorded and I'm super excited. Well, and thank you for being here. Did your buddy um, vote too? And and since we're still in this sort of like the veil has been lifted, did Dan Britton ever show up? That's a person or this Taylor mm, bro? Any uh, Taylor M. So you are here. I'm sorry, we've never met, so I didn't know. So, so you're gonna be oh good, okay. So you're gonna be up after this guy. Yeah, I feel like I should, 
Well, you get a clean slate. <laughs> Good luck. Put your hands together for your next comedian. He's number 11, Sam Carroll. Thank you, and thank you to uh, Le Ethan, Liam, for your reviews. What number were you? What, write, his, write his name down. It's one of the best, best sets of the night that we just had. Um, thank you for your honest criticism on my earlier set. I'll think about the words you said, and I'll try to be better for you. Are you going? Are you leaving? That is rude as fuck. Sit your ass down. I don't care. I don't care, dude. I, care. I, I, I care about this. I'd rather be here than... Ah, well, I guess. All right, so you're not going to get to review my real stuff? I'm sorry. Next time. This judgment is getting out of hand. This is... Come on, Ian. Okay, I'll be, I'll be whoever you guys want me to be. Eva Mendes? I'll be even. I don't know if I can do that for you. I'm, I'm a pretty girl. Uh, anyways, I hope it wasn't mean. I hope I don't like to be mean. I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy. You know, every Sunday I'll go around and take the parking tickets out of people's cars. <laughs> Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says nothing valuable inside. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell, but I have no segues and I've been microdosing crack. <laughs> my dad used to tell me when I was younger, he would say, don't do crack a lot. <laughs> I've been microdosing, yeah. You know, I like it. You guys microdosing anything? Alcohol? Wow, you go, hey, nice, macrodosing. Cool, I, I like to microdose stuff, you know? I like to microdose everything. I microdose food, conversation, you know, that's just small talk. <laughs> Sometimes when I masturbate, I like to microdose air. It's called autoerotic anaphylaxis. Asphyxia asphyxi is, is it asphyxiation or anaphylaxis? Asphyxiation, I always get those words confused. Autoerotic anaphylaxis. What would that be? You'd have a peanut allergy, someone throws a nut at you, your throat closes up, you start jerking off. I don't know. I like to get drunk too. You guys drink? You drink? Nice. But the problem with getting drunk is every time I drink, I get tired. I get tired because I drink. So I, I, I've been finding that I need to balance it with something, you know, like the alcohol will make me tired. But I've, So I found out about this liquor. It's called Bailey's Irish Cream. Have you guys heard of this? So what I'll do is I'll take a little bit of Bailey's. I'll take three parts Bailey's, uh, one part sugar, six parts Rockstar, Rockstar Energy. And I'll smoke a little crack, too. And that'll take the edge off. But yeah. Took some acid the other day. Took some acid with the other day with a friend. And she took the acid right out of her mouth right after she put it in. And she put it on the ground. And then I saw an ant walk onto it. And I've never taking my whole body weight in acid before. <laughs> Never done 170 pounds of acid. But I have to imagine that ant went back to his tribe and was like, guys, guys, I figured it out. <laughs> We're all one. We're all one. That's it. It's my ant acid joke. <laughs> it's a good trip. I went back. I went back to my room after that. I separated. And I watched Benjamin Button from the ending title sequence to the beginning. I watched it backwards. I watched Benjamin Button backwards. It was a heartwarming tale about a guy who just got this older. He just aged. <laughs> it was simple for me to follow in my acidity. It was nice. It had a good climax. At the end of the movie, uh, an elderly Benjamin Button crawls into his mother's vagina to die. It's, I like that. I like stories like that. I don't know why. I like simple stories. 
Before COVID, I was a masseuse. I was a masseuse, and then COVID happened. Stressed out people don't get massages anymore. They uh, get electric back massagers. You guys know what these are? Yeah, electric back massagers. You know, I, I, oh, a fucking robot took my job, really, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not mad a robot took my job. I'm mad he fucked my wife, you guys. <laughs> Went home with my sister for Mother's Day. We walked in the door, and my mom said, when am I getting grandchildren out of you two? We looked at her, we said, Mom, we keep telling you, if we do that, they're going to come out fucked up. I got actually more than one sister. I got five <laughs> sisters, you guys. Got five sisters. One time, one of my sisters was in the audience while I told that joke. She came up to me after, and she was like, I don't like that joke. It's offensive. Wish you wouldn't tell it. And I had to be like, you know, relax, Quasimodo. That one's not about you. You're hideous. I would never have sex with you. Get it together. Put your expectations in check. Uh, I think I did everything I wanted to do, including talk to that guy, Liam. Um, that was good. Glad we talked. And I've been Sam Carroll. I don't know what number I am, but have a wonderful night. Enjoy, enjoy the judgment. He was number 11, and uh, that was Sam Carroll. And uh, you need to wear some sunscreen. I know. I know. Got to protect the pretty dummy. It's gonna, you're going to get cancer. You're very, you're very, you're, you've got cancer. Cancer ain't cute. I got, well, anyway. It's cute when you're 25. Put your hands together. Your next comedian. I don't know this person, and I'm very excited to see what they do. He's number 12. Clap your hands together for T Taylor M. San Francisco, man. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to be here. I just drove out here from Sacramento. Fucking, ugh. I had to get out there. It's 110 degrees out there right now. I was like, damn, this is hotter than a gooch in a sauna right now. You know what I'm saying? I, if you don't know what a gooch is, it just flew right over your head. But hey, it's all right. Uh, I consider myself a gentleman. I don't know. Uh, it may look like it. It may not. But, you know, like, I think it's important to, you know, court a woman. I think it's it's important to, like, open doors for her and, and court her and, 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 you know, do all those nice things, to pull out her chair, all that stuff, you know. But it seems like nowadays it's a bad thing to be good to a woman, you know. Like, like one time I was opening the car door for my girl, right, and three people were walking by and one of them was like, ha, look at this dude opening the car door for his girl. What a chump. And I was like, whoa, hold on, man. Whoa, okay, wait, all right? Just because my girlfriend doesn't have any arms doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful, okay? Like, it's not easy dating a girl without any arms, all right? There's no finger food dates when your girlfriend doesn't have any arms, all right? Like, one time we went out to get chicken wings. She was like, uh, can you help me? And I was like, yeah, eat it like a pig. Like a pig. And she did. It was, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. One time we went out to the movies. Her head got stuck in the bucket of popcorn. I didn't even realize that until the credits rolled up. I, was, I looked over. I was like, how'd you like the, oh, my goodness. You missed the whole thing. I am so Sorry, why didn't you nudge me or something? She was like, I can't. I can't nudge you. Sorry, I'm sorry. 
Don't even get me started on sex. One time I asked for a hand job. She pulled out some hooks. She was like, hey, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the freaking captain now, okay? I don't know, man. It's been, it's been crazy, you know? It's been a crazy year, you know? And, and a lot of people have been getting bored and stuff, but it's not about, like, being bored. It's about what you do with your time when you are bored, right? Like, like when I'm bored, I like to grab my favorite pair of khakis and rub a nice hot iron over them and grab a red shirt and just walk around Target for hours. <laughs> I just walk around Target for hours and hours and hours. Like, I've been working Target full time just out of boredom. You know, I'm not even getting paid to do that. I'm just going there in a red shirt and some khaki pants, and people are like, hey, can you, uh, can you, can you help me find the shampoo? And I'll be like, yeah, you know what? You can find a much better deal down the street at Walmart <laughs> if you really want to save a few bucks, you know? And I'm like employee of the month now, you know? People are like, hey, Jordan, man, I like you, dude. You're, you're here every single day. I don't get it. And I'll be like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm Jordan. I got my fucking name tag on. Oh man, it's been it's been it's been crazy. Like COVID has been crazy, dude. But I want to say something to like huggers out there. Not everybody wants a freaking hug, okay? Not everybody wants to be embraced. Like I was happy with the new normal. I'm happy with the new normal. You know, like people are like, oh yeah, we get to go back to normal. I'm like, no, we had it right. Stay six feet away from me, you know? Stay six feet away from me. Don't hug me. I don't like it. Don't do that, okay? Please. But, like, people just love to hug you, and I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, leave. Leave that plain seat in the middle empty. Let's keep doing that. Let, I like that, okay? Let me get a chance to cover my ugly mug, you know? Like, I, I, give me an opportunity here, okay? San Francisco, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Have a good night. Taylor M, everyone, all the way from Sacramento, driving down number 12. I feel like number 12, I like to do weird voices. It's super cool. We've got a couple comedians left. I feel like Casey Kasem on the countdown. We're at number 13, and sometimes he gets mean. You won't believe it, everybody. It's Hunter Uniac. I want to be completely honest right now. I don't care if you vote for me. I want to go off on somebody who's on stage. That motherfucker who came up here and started critiquing comics midway through the entire show. All right? Like, he didn't even stay for the entire show and say everybody's a piece of shit. He went, I saw the first half. I'm going to end it there. You know what he did? He walked out and he went like this. After he walked out, he went. That motherfucker looks like an English teacher and he has an English teacher's fucking confidence about that shit. All right, he's wearing camo pants and horn-rimmed glasses. He looks like a Vietnam vet da uh, dr uh, draft dodger. <laughs> Fuck that, and he comes up here, he doesn't look anybody in the eyes, he goes, you're a little cunt, you're a little cunt, and you're a little cunt. Fuck you! I'll look somebody direct in the eyes right now and tell them how much I hate him. <laughs> I forgot your name and I asked you earlier. That's, part of, that's not even part of the joke. You, dude, head and shoulders actually chose like 700 other people before they made anybody else your spokesmodel. <laughs> Nobody's looking at him. Oh my God, I, sound, I sounded like him. That motherfucker. 
Jesus. Like, you know, I don't like give it up for all the comics over here right now. Hey. All right. These comics that come up here, they're doing new jokes. They're like some of them are not doing tested ones. And he comes up here and says, You're bad, you're bad, you're bad. That's what my girlfriend said to me the first time I had sex with her. But guess what? I'm mediocre now. <laughs> he said you're far away from the goal. You know what? She said you were in the wrong hole the first time I had sex with her. The people that are clapping, you were in the wrong hole too. <laughs> you clapped again. How many holes do you think a woman's body has? Everybody got awkward, okay? I know how many holes a woman's body has. It's 17. <laughs> Pam's the one that told me that. Guess what? She's laughing. <sighs> what the fuck? Like, I, I love comics too much. You know? Now I'll say a fucking joke then because that guy's a cunt. What's his name? I don't care. Um... I work with my dad. Can you tell by the anger coursing through my veins? I work with my dad. I'm a construction worker. I'm a carpenter. You guys ever work with your father? No, let me tell you what it's like. You ever get fired and grounded on the same day? <laughs> like, I lost my allowance, but I gained severance pay. Like, it's so bad. It's like one time, um, I was there for St. Patrick's Day. This lady came up to me. I was on a jackhammer. You guys ever wake up hungover and a jackhammer is going off in your neighborhood? No, do we all live in poor neighborhoods that don't have construction? Going? Oh, all right. Well, I'll tell you this. The guy in the jackhammer is probably more hungover than you are. And that guy's me. <laughs> I had a lady come up to me. She's like, excuse me, Dave, say Dave St. Patrick's Day. Said it with St. Patty's Day. Said D's instead of T's. That's how I knew she was a Karen. She hasn't gotten dick in so long. She has to put the D's wherever the fuck she can. <laughs> but I went off. I was like, lady, you don't know what to Oh, she was like, sir, I had four Irish car bombs last night. Me and my girlfriends went crazy. As an Irishman, I find that term, Irish car bomb, racist and derogatory. Because you think I'm sober enough to get behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> Fuck you guys, that was funny. <laughs> I went off her too, I was like, lady, you don't know what a hangover is. I tried cocaine last night for the hundredth time <laughs> this year. Crazy though. No cool people here. All right then. Oh, um. I'll leave you with this. You guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? <laughs> There's no joke to that. That's my time. Yay, under Uniac, hooray! Is Sheeran of Nurch Nurch here? That's you, okay, you're not next. Um, there's gonna be a person and then you, and then you're the last comic, and then everyone gets to vote, and then I'll do jokes, but you can't vote for me because I'm on every show anyway, because I'm like booking the shows, like obviously, you don't have to, I don't need you to vote for me to feel superior. No, I don't, I don't need, any, the only thing I need to feel superior is that I've never internet dated, so I've never had a profile, and all of you are weak. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have a personality. They say lower the bar or raise the bar. I say meet at the bar, and the bars are open again, and I can have a personality again, and people will like me, because you know what happens? You know what comedians? They're all soulless monsters, and you know what you have to do when you're in COVID is when you hang out with the same people all the time, you think they're your friends. They're not. They're just comedians, and they're all soulless monsters. Ah! <laughs> your next comedian, not a soulless monster. He just came out of his cave. Put your hands together for Noam Osmond. Yes. Um, some of you might have seen the, the news this week about Batman. Um, I'm not making this up. The, that uh, they're making a, a Harley Quinn. Uh, 
cartoon and the creator of it, uh, I am not making this up, this was in the news. The creator said DC Comics would not let Batman go down on Catwoman. Um, this is in the news, you can look this up. I, I'd be a, a complete pervert if I made that up. Um, which seems crazy, right? The whole point of Batman is that he is not a superhero. He is a, a flesh and blood human being. The only way he's not going down on Catwoman is if he's going down on Robin, to be fair, not mutually exclusive, but um, anyways, I wrote a song about it because I felt so passionate about, about that topic. Um, aren't you lucky? You'll have the chance to participate. The first line of every stanza, of which there are three, gets repeated and you can sing it. Who feels lucky? Yeah, aren't y'all lucky? Oh, everybody knows Batman eats pussy. Oh, everybody knows Batman gives good head. Everybody knows Doc thinks he'd do in his back cave at half past two, cause everybody knows Batman eats pussy. Everybody all together, everybody knows Batman eats pussy. Oh, everybody knows Batman's into ass play. Oh, everybody knows that Bruce Wayne bangs big bums. Sometimes he gives, sometimes receives, spreads his bat wings upon his knees. Cause everybody knows that Batman's into ass play. Come on, everybody now. Everybody knows that Batman's into ass play. Thank you. Those of you who are singing, I appreciate it. Those of you who weren't, it's only because you're so titillated by the idea of Batman having ass play. Completely. Last stanza, yes. Everybody knows that Batman likes it freaky. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that Batman loves it raw. Oh, ain't no way to seal the deal like a mustache right in the Batmobile. Because everybody knows Batman likes it freaky. Everybody, the last line, yeah. Everybody knows Batman likes it freaky. I mean, look at that outfit. Of course he does. Of course he does. Um, last week, last week I did a, uh, uh, an imitation of someone from antiquity. We're going to stick with the same time period, do a different sort of imitation. Uh, the Council of Nicaea was a, um, I think, fifth century. Somebody, if you're a, if you're a classicist, feel free to correct me. It was a fifth century meeting where much of the rules of Catholicism were codified. Um, so this is my imitation. I need a chair, because it's a meeting, right? It's a proper meeting. They're sitting for a while. This is my imitation of the, uh, of the lone dissenter at the Council of Nicaea. Come on, people. You, you can't be serious. Listen, I want to fuck boys as much as the next person, but this is no way to go around it. You think this plan is going to work? They're going to trust that we're, we're going to all be together in a house. We're not going to get married. We're not going to have a beard. We're all going to be living together in a house single. And we're going to be wearing frilly outfits and giving out wine. And people are going to give their children to us. Come on, this is no way to fuck a child. Come on, people. I vote no. That's my, uh, that's my history imitation. Um... <laughs> I was going to sing another song, but I don't have time. Thank you so much. I am Noam Osband. Hey, Noam Osband!
end. Oh my God, you're so absurd. I love it. All right, your next comedian, I don't know her. She was signed up by a friend and her name, no, you've been here before because your other friend signed you up. So you have another friend that you have two, you've had two friends now who've signed you up because she's not on Facebook. Put your hands together. That's integritous above all of us. Everybody put your hands together for Shireen, yay! Thank you, I am a mooch. I fucking hate Facebook. So, <laughs> um, and also, I didn't finish memorizing my jokes. Does she even care? So um, I'm from San Francisco, which means I can't afford to live in San Francisco. And San Francisco has really gone uphill, then downhill, then uphill again. It's hilly. Um, we're known for a few things. Um, the tech industry, the beautiful Golden Gate Bridge, which at one point was the number one suicide capital of the world. Yeah, It's now fallen to number two. Thanks, China. Um, but uh, speaking of number two, we're also known for our poops. Yes. Um, so I would like to talk about our sidewalk shits. Um, have you ever slipped on a wet shit like a banana peel? I have. Our shit is bananas. And <laughs> it's going to get worse. Um, you might be wondering, what do real San Franciscans think of our shits? We are proud. In fact... Yes, um, there was a poop artiste, a uh, shit casso, if you will, who used to put little American flags uh, on toothpicks on top of the poops. Our shit is patriotic. Um, but, you know, really, like, I get annoyed when people complain about the number of shits in our city because we can't even afford housing. You think we can afford bathrooms? We can, we have 77 billionaires. Anyway, so um, I also, uh, <laughs> this morning, um, have been on the phone a lot. Um, does anybody else here have hair problems? Problems with their hair? Yeah, yeah, be proud. Um, so it's been a long winter, it's been a long candy, and um, <laughs> I have been calling uh, hair removal places to see if I can get a sweet discount. So um, I spoke to someone this morning, true story, um, and she said, Great news, we have a full leg removal package just in time for Father's Day. We will throw in a Brazilian. My dad's gonna love it. <laughs> uh, he hates that joke, he likes it natural. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, he, no, he, he's wonderful, he really does hate that joke. I'm half Iranian and half Japanese, and Americans are very appreciative of the cultures of Iran and Japan. I've been told I'm the bomb or worth a bomb, I don't remember which. But hopefully you can tell I'm American because of my needlessly straight teeth. Um, so for this stretch of time, I've been working on jokes about nuclear weapons. And like America, I won't stop making more of these. None of the rest of you are allowed to have them. And they make everybody sad. But maybe I'll save them for when my set's already bombing. So um, <laughs> America um, has a really weird relationship with Iran, Iran and Japan. Um, I find it weird that America was once Japan's enemy, but now we love the exports. And I got to thinking, maybe America has a similar plan for Iran, because if you nuke a country enough, you can get anime afterward. And what would Iranian anime even be? Persepolis but horny? Um, <laughs> we don't have bomb fans here. I'm gonna keep going. So, <laughs> um, what I find abhorrent, though, is that we have, um, over 6,000 anime creation machines, sorry, <laughs> nuclear weapons. 
We use too many euphemisms. Um, and in particular, um, the bombs that we used on Japan were called Little Boy and Fat Man. That's so messed up. That's ageist and fat shaming. Our bombs should be named after women. Women can be weapons too. Um, I was thinking that if we truly had an American nuke, it would be called Girl Power or sponsored by Tampax. Um, I think I'm gonna end it, thank you. Yay, Shereen! This is like her couple of suits. She's not on Facebook. She has integrity. Okay, we have one more comedian who's going to be part of the contest, and then you're going to all vote and take your time while I'm doing jokes and stuff. But you can't vote for me because I'm on every show. <laughs> um, put it up your hands together and slap them, um, because the, the guy, the Dan guy, never came. Right, Dan Britton. He's not here. I just want to check. Just one last check. He's not here. He doesn't exist. Who is that person? Put your hands together, everybody, for Fiat Chase. Yay! Hey, Fiat Chase. Um, the guy who was talking about the, the robots to deter uh, homeless people, it's not going to work for tweakers, man. No fucking way. They will make... I was a homeless tweaker for five years. We'll make that shit a time machine, a parking meter... And a vending machine all at once, overnight. It's a wash. No more homeless person, no more fucking uh, robot, right? I was busy during COVID. I solved racism. No claps. That's pretty impressive, dude. So we get fucking all the black tech workers and all the white running backs together, all 10 of these people. You know what I mean? Have a quorum. They're at the bar. You know what I mean? Trading stories. Like, like you know, I was at, she, she comes up to me. You know, she's like, what do you do? Pro athlete? Water polo? No. Playing in the NFL. Oh, you're a kicker? I'm Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nothing, man. Check this shit out. Like, I go in, you know, to the tech company. They thought I was the cook. They're like, downstairs. I'm like, and then I'm in orientation, you know what I mean? They're like, Pradesh? Yep. Jijo? Yep. D Darnell? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Dude, can we stop on sex, right? Can we stop? The vibrator technology, just like right where it's at, please, with the wand and shit. Like, there's no male, it's sexist, there's no male equivalent to that, you know what I mean? Unless you want to fucking clone Ava Mendes for real. But I do have a sex move. My best move, seriously, like first date, and you know there's a lot of interest, I would just like 10 minutes in, like ask him to take a shower with me. I don't do that anymore. I, they, I just start making shit in the kitchen and they come in and the wand is sitting there, right? Like, what is, what? My, my, what, my egg scrambler? That's what I call it. I got that from, from someone else the other night. No laughs, tough crowd. All right, switching gears. They let me do, they let me drive one of the self-driving cars. Bad idea. Me, two hands free, driving. So I'm like going 150, right? Get pulled over, fucking. <laughs> yes, officer. We've, was, God, a lot of calls, lewd behavior. I'm like, officer, it's not what happened. I had a wardrobe malfunction. I'm a puppeteer. And my sock puppet started giving me a blowjob. Let me see this thing. Fucking guy's like, the sock with a Sharpie hole on it? No way, dude. I got off. Ooh. Tough crowd. All right, take the sunglasses off. Damn it, man. All right. I'm reaching back. Actually, today I read the news, right? And um, seven-foot alligator. A customer found a seven, ran into a seven-foot alligator 
at the post office in Florida? Thanks, Jeff Bezos. You get that, the Obama thing? It's fucking Florida. I had lunch with a fucking alligator last time I was down there. All right, one minute. Jeez. What are we going to do? I got some good stuff. Um, sports taught me a lot of shit. They taught, last joke, sports fans out there? Yeah. Trying to get a clap. <laughs> Two things it helps me with. Sniffing the girl's panties when she doesn't know. She comes, you come home, right, you know, like in the door, surprise, like a pitcher getting rid of an emery board, right? Like, what was something went flying? Like, and then sports, fucking the people, you're in line at the fucking coffee shop at like 7.30 a.m. Person's like p taking like three minutes, putting fucking grinding up Hawthorne in the shit, right? I fucking, I give them the fucking elbow and then the flop, right? Just they're gone, right? I'm like pointing that way, you know? My milk, that's right. Fiat Chase, I rule it, thanks. Hey. Let's give it up for Fiat. Fiat Chase, everyone, yay. So it's now time to vote. So I'm gonna do jokes while you vote, and you get to vote, and you get to take as much time as you want, because I'm gonna take a little time, and all of our 16 comedians did their thing, and you can put hearts or stars or whatever you like, little things and stuff, and hi, Greg, you came, that's so nice. Van Halen. Do you like Van Halen or Van Hagar? Neither. Halen. It's just a shirt. You like Van Halen? I love Van Hagar, man. OU812. Van Hagar was actually, OU812 came out when I was like, I don't know, in sixth grade or something. And my favorite song was the tampon song. I don't know if you know about this song. It's the one that goes, some kind of alien comes from the opening you simply pull the string love comes walking in is the tampon song no nay just thank you for bringing up childhood memories you're supposed to be voting all you real people that have real lives and souls in your faces you're not dan Britton, are you i've been looking for this guy all night you're just a guy no it's cool thank you for being here was that too aggressive i'm sorry i'm scary i'm an old you look like hal sparks i feel like i want to let's start a disney show together <laughs> what are we doing here today friends no you're supposed to be voting i'm not supposed to be distracting you too much uh Oh, I'm so distracted. Um, I actually, I'm not distracted. My whole life right now is completely compartmentalized. It's like I've got 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I've got to do it all because I still can't afford the bus. So I got to ride the bus for free, you know, during COVID. But it was like, you're a psychopath. You ride the bus? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Taking your safety in your hands. And now you have to pay for the bus again. And I'm like, oh, I can't afford the bus. So I'm walking everywhere. And I think a lot when I walk. I feel like I'm a modern day Socrates. Not to like, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to think, I don't want to be that pretentious. I'm going to be like, look at me walking through the streets. I'm Socrates. Well, I think about all kinds of crazy things. Although I do. Like I, and I understand why Socrates didn't write them down, right? Because they were fucking young boys back then. I'm 46. I'm not supposed to write these thoughts down. No, I'm sorry. They were young. 21 is, I'm, I don't, I'm not incriminating myself in any way. Just because I used to touch baby dicks for money. No, I wasn't. I was a nanny. I was a nanny. It was legal. I was paid to touch baby dicks. This is fine. Everybody freaks out now. And I'm like, no, like I still know these children. It's fine. There is, there is one boy. He's so cute. God, when he was four. And uh, no, but we, he, oh, so like, 
I went over to his house and he introduced me to his mom's and then we made a fruit salad and we ate it together and then we went to the park and we like held hands across the street and I was like this is the best date I've ever had he listened to me the whole time I mean, he was four <laughs> it's like, no one else has been a nanny it's okay you can love kids um, does anyone can I throw some pot treats out to the to the friends and the fans <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt people's, uh, there's uh, like 20 milligrams or nuts, does anybody else want a nuts? Oh, but just throwing, we're just throwing them at people. They're, um, they're pistachios and, um, yeah, it's pistachios and, I know right, and the other nut, there's a nut, there's a pecan, and it, they're caramels and they're lovely. You're not a cop, are you? Are you Dan Britton? Is <laughs> I've been looking for this guy all night. <laughs> they're, uh, they should be pretty good this week. But they're like 20 milligrams. I use the hash in them, so they're super fun. People are like, oh. I'm, I'm, I smoke so much weed. It's impossible for people like, oh, how much weed do you smoke? It's impossible for me to tell you the amount of weed I smoke. It's a lot, and I, it's, I'm so glad it's legal now. But I've always wanted to use my body in the way God intended. You know, not to like have a baby, but to pump my breasts. Because vegans do breast milk stuff. They breastfeed their children. This is the thing vegans do. It's 100% consent-based milk, yes. And I really want to save the vegans. So I want to pump my breasts, and I want to make cheese out of it. <laughs> but I smoke and eat so much weed that I can actually make TH cheese. And we can put this shit on the market. We can save vegans and get high at the same time. And then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? Can I finally reach weed's singularity? I don't, I don't know how that works. I've been thinking a lot about the vegans, though. I've been trying to save the vegans. And I was like, aha, we need to use science, right? And we can befriend cows, and we can give the cows benign cancer that forces them to grow tumors in the shape of steaks, and then we excise the tumor so the cow is happy, and it's like an edible growth. <laughs> it's like, no, I, you're on board, right? We can befriend the, no? What if the, the cows, like we can feed the cow, be nice to the cow, pet the cow, everyone can love the cow, and we just have them grow the steaks on top of them, so we don't have to murder them and look at their dead eyes and be like, Ugh. it's like, does anybody else hate death? I just want to. I just want to befriend a cow and have forever steaks. Now, is that that's a club you can join? Is it not? <laughs> Didn't Trump have steaks at one point? Like Trump steaks. I want steaks every week. Is that human? Whose flesh is that? What kind of flesh is? It? I'll eat tumorous flesh. You won't eat tumorous flesh. Does that freak you out for realsies? Okay, okay, okay. Changing subjects. Can you catch chlamydia from the nine? What is that liquid on the 22? I'm sorry, I'm talking about buses. I wanna, have a, I wanna win the science fair. I wanna abduct a fifth grader so that I can win the science fair because I have ideas about the bus. I need litmus paper and like uh, baggies and Q-tips and a child and I are gonna, and we're gonna swab things and find out how much, can you get pink eye <laughs> on the 19 Polk? <laughs> Can you get COVID-19 on the 19th? Probably. <laughs> Probably most likely. 
We'll do a little trifold thing. Is everybody ready to be voting? So throw your votes. Okay, so take all your little pieces of paper or whatever they mean and throw them back there in the back and then we're going to tally. I'm going to play some music and um, we'll come back with the winners in just a second. Thank you so much. Clap it up for yourselves, judges. You're amazing. Yay, judges. You're real people. Yay. And give me all of your votes. And uh, we'll be right back. We'll be back. Right back with the winners. UV Radio.
Here we go announcing winners, announcing winners. If y'all still in the room, we're announcing winners right now. In first place, overwhelmingly, is the first comedian we had, Pat Griffin. Yay! She's 79 years old. Give her stage time before she dies, for Christ's sake. No, I, I, I'm, she's amazing. I've, I've booked her before. She's incredible. I just, I just never know when she wants to travel. I'm like, you can still drive a car. Like, you can see. I'm 46, and I can't see shit. And I'm like, you're 79, and you can still drive a car? Impressive, biatch. Um, your second place was tied uh, between Dan Lewis and Sam Carroll. Oh, yay! Dan Lewis, Sam Carroll, you all get booked to the show. And then third place was also tied. So all five people, so five people this week will get booked. And third place is a tie between Taylor M. and Noam Osband. Yay! Taylor and Noam. So Noam, Taylor, Sam, Dan, and Pat, you'll all be booked on Mutiny Radio Presents shows in the next uh, week or two, depending on, I mean, I book a ton of shows, so you get to just kind of choose and <laughs> we'll work out your schedules and shit. Thank you all judges for being here. You're amazing. We do this every week. I'm just doing like invite only. I'm not like promoting this Friday thing because um, if it's a duck, no ducks. I hope everyone understands about ducks. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, but we can't have ducks at Mutiny Radio. I can bolster that by also saying I'll never sniff a Snapple or like a canteen of any kind. But we are a no alcohol joint. So I just want to make that super clear to everyone, which is why we do invite stuff. Because, you know, there's just no ducks here. And I hope everyone understands metaphor. All right. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Congratulations to our winners, Pat Griffin, Dan Lewis, Sam Carroll, Taylor M, and Oz Noam Osband. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Everybody, go somewhere cool. There's shit at Milk Bar. There's shit at Neck of the Woods. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else happens in the world because I live in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. But 7-Eleven's coming out soon, and we get free Slurpees. So have a beautiful night.
be on a raft without a patter. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny radio, my friend. Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of... Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent. Five yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. let's watch full, full length. length. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, ya. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 
1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to On the freeway. Good to see you. I am a Colonel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. 